As a medical professional, you're probably consumed by your work. Because of that, you likely miss out on big opportunities to protect and grow the wealth you work so hard for. Luckily, through passive real estate investing, you can place your capital in the hands of trusted syndicators who do all the legwork while you sit back and let your money work for you. Syndicators like Ascent Equity Group. Ascent Equity Group is led by three medical professionals turned full-time real estate investors who have secured a quarter of a billion dollars in assets in just three years. And their latest opportunity, Sunrise and Chandler, is open now. Sunrise and Chandler is an exciting 177-unit value-add multifamily opportunity in the affluent city of Chandler, Arizona. This Class B asset in a Class A location was secured at a significant discount and is already cash flowing out of the gate, with 89% of the units still in need of renovation. Sunrise and Chandler is close to meeting its capital raising goal and will be closing soon. So if you'd like to learn more, visit ascentequitygroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T equitygroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only. The best way to invest in real estate is to focus on cash flow and make sure that every month you're getting something so that you're never in the situation where you're just negative month after month and you're in trouble. Real quick, before the episode, I want to give you a gift of 25% off. And that gift actually is from TransUnion Smart Move. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. Because as landlords, we tend to be most concerned with getting paid on time. You might also know that hundreds of thousands of landlords have to deal with the headaches of evicting tenants each year. Evicting a tenant can be painful, costing as much as $10,000 in court costs and legal fees, and take as long as four weeks to complete. What if there's a trusted way to help prevent the headaches of dealing with evicting a tenant? Make the smart move right from the start. Smart Move's online tenant screening solution can help you quickly understand if you're getting a reliable tenant, which will help you avoid potential problems such as non-payment and evictions. For a limited time, listeners of this podcast are invited to try Smart Move tenant screening for 25% off. Here's how Smart Move can help you find your next great tenant. Make a more informed decision with Smart Move's proprietary credit score built specifically for tenant screening, which predicts evictions 15% better than a typical credit score. Reduce non-payment risk with Smart Move's Income Insights Report, which enables you to analyze the applicant's income within minutes and determine if additional income verification is needed. Get critical information quickly with a full credit report, criminal background, and eviction history report. With over 5 million screenings completed, SmartMove can help you make a better leasing decision for your rental property. If you own a rental property, SmartMove can help you identify the right renter from the start so you can avoid the problems of non-payment or evictions. Don't put yourself at risk. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. With TransUnion Smart Move, you'll get great reports, great convenience, great tenants. Best ever listeners, today's guest is being interviewed by Theo Hicks. You know Theo, he's with us every Friday on Follow Along Friday. You're going to get a lot of value from this conversation. So with that being said, let's get going. Hi, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Theo Hicks, the host today. And today I'm with two guests. I'm with Letizia Elto and Kenji Esakura. How are you doing today? Great. Thanks, Theo, for having us on. Yeah, thanks a lot. Really appreciate it. Yep. Thanks for coming on, and I'm looking forward to our conversation. A little bit about Letizia and Kenji. They're both physicians. They're a couple that's semi-retired. They're entrepreneurs and real estate investors. 
And currently they own a portfolio of 40 units that generates over $250,000 a year in cash flow. They're based in Seattle, Washington, and you can say hi to them at semiretiredmd.com. So before we get into the meat of the conversation, can you provide us with a little bit more information about your background and what you're both focused on now? Yeah, so as as you mentioned, we're both physicians. And and semi-retired, what that means is that we choose to work clinically when we want to. So Right now, uh, Leipzig is working half-time, and I'm moonlighting, which just means that I pick up shifts whenever I want. So most of our focus now has been on real estate and growing our own personal portfolio, and then also working on the blog and growing our readership and also helping other physicians get into real estate investing. So of your 40 units, are those single-family, multifamily combination We actually own from single family to a sixplex is our largest right now. Our portfolio is based north and south of Seattle. And then probably about three years ago, we realized that it was really hard to find cash flowing properties. So we spread out to Spokane and now also Oklahoma City. Do you mind walking us through the numbers on that sixplex? What you bought it for, if you put it in any additional capital after acquisition, and then what it's renting for now? Sure. So we purchased the property for 300000 and this was part of a 1031 exchange. So we sold a property in Seattle and turned that into two properties. So this is one of our two properties. So bought it for 300000 We put in about 40000 and we're projected to get in rent about 42000 a year and maybe up to 45000 if we can tap into some hidden value, what we like to call like value-add property. So this is a value-add opportunity. So we hopefully can increase that up even more. And how did you find this deal? Was it on market or was it off market? So this was an off market deal and we went through one of our investor agents. We have over the last few years built up a network of agents that bring us deals. And so this was through that network. Okay. And is the sixplex, is it your most recent acquisition? So did you kind of work your way from SFR single family homes up to sixplex or is it you kind of just looking at whatever you can find? This is not actually our most recent acquisition. Our newest acquisition is something we're going to close on in a couple days, which is a property up north of Seattle called Cedro Woolley. It's about an hour and a half north, and we're actually going to build two duplexes on that. So that's our newest acquisition that we're extremely excited about. So tell us a little bit about that. Why did you decide to transition into that new construction? I think part of it, well, I know part of it is because As part of our blog, we really are pushing ourselves to try new things to help our readers be able to feel confident that they can try some of these things, follow after our footsteps, and expand what they're doing with investment properties as well. And so that's why we really are pushing ourselves to expand beyond our comfort zone. Building is definitely beyond our comfort zone, but we're really excited. We bought a property that we're going to actually subdivide into four and sell off a single family home and then sell off a plot of land that somebody can build a single family home on that we've lightly developed. Just we're going to put in some plumbing and then we'll have two lots in the back of the property that we basically get for free after we've sold off those properties. And then we're going to build two duplexes and get them appraised and hopefully end up with a prolonged burr where we just end up taking all of our money out and getting infinite cash on cash. And how do you find these multiple deals? Yeah, this one was also an off-market through one of our investor agents. 
So, so both the deals you've talked about so far have been off market and through the investor agents. Do you want to walk us through, because everyone wants off market deals and even better, they want off market deals through real agents. How did you get to the point where you were seen by that agent as someone who is trustworthy, credible, and that could close on the deals so that they would actually send you those deals and not someone else? Some of this is finding an investor agent, I think is one of the harder things to do. And so really we relied on just our network and also the blog helps as well. It gives us a lot of credibility in terms of uh, identifying investor agents. And we also provide those agents new customers as well. We bring investors to them. So I think that puts us in a good position to receive some of the better deals. But also really networking and developing relationships with people has been really the key, I think, to getting on the top of their list. And, and absolutely, you pointed out, it, that, that's the trick is how do you get on the top of that list? And I think it's just uh, what we try to do is we try to provide value to the agent in whatever way we can. So even if you don't have a blog, I think just introducing them to other friends or people who are wanting to invest, bring them new customers, I think most agents will be happy to return the favor. Also being decisive. So even before we had the blog, we, for example, were driving cross country or moving cross country. So we're in the car and one of our investor agents called us and said, Hey, I have this off market deal. Do you want it? And we're like, absolutely. And we just immediately agreed to it and then signed the documents while we were on the road. So I think being very decisive, not wishy-washy, knowing what you want and making that very clear for your agents as well. So they know what you're actually looking for. So they're not just bringing you a bunch of deals that don't meet your criteria. And you're saying, no, 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 no. Right. Be clear with what you want. And then when they bring what you want, be decisive and follow through. That's all. That's solid advice. I follow that advice too. That's how I close on my first deal. Just the second that deal came across your table, got to jump at that opportunity mm-hmm. and then kind of figure it out on the back end, and especially for these smaller types of deals. A little bit different when you're dealing with the larger stuff, but those usually move a little slower anyways. So just taking a step back and kind of zooming out, your website's name is Semi-Retired MD. So your focus, I'm assuming on that site, is helping others become semi-retired as well. And take this any direction you want, but what advice do you offer others who are maybe in situations that you were in, they're working a full-time job, and they don't necessarily want to completely quit that job because they actually like it, but at the same time, they do want to supplement their income with real estate. What sort of advice do you offer to your readers that ask that question? We see a lot of physicians who are extremely burned out with their jobs. They're working really long hours and they don't have a lot of flexibility in working where they want to work or working the amount that they want to work. And so they're really missing out with time with their family and just exhausted. So our big advice to them is just that they need to give themselves options. And how they give themselves options is by learning a skill, which is real estate investing, making sure that they can build up a source of side income, more passive income. We don't consider direct real estate really as passive income because it does require some work. And then that allows them to be able to have the freedom to work at, let's say, a job that's volunteer or work the amount that they want to and they can spend it with their families. But but really it's about learning the skills required to be able to have that side passive income. Yeah, and then I think for me, just to build on that, there are a lot of docs who aren't burnt out. They love what they do. But what I always say is if you buy insurance of any type, and a lot of docs buy disability and life insurance, but that only addresses the two 
worst outcomes, right? Disability and death. But what about all the hundreds of other things that could go wrong? And so if you buy any type of insurance at all, I can't think of any better insurance than to have side income coming from real estate or whatever other investment so that you do have the option to cut back, spend with a family member if you have to, help out with your parents if you find out that they're in debt. Whatever it is, there's a lot of things that can happen and you just want to be prepared. Just like you buy insurance for various things, you just want to be prepared for the worst case. So being a couple, this is kind of changing the subject again. What are some of the benefits and also some of the challenges of going into business with a significant other? I think the benefit and challenge is probably the same thing, right? Is you're both working together all day long. So the benefit of that is you can have these kind of unique conversations over coffee and make decisions just sitting around in your living room. But the downside of that too is it's really hard to turn off and it's hard to separate yourself from your work. We find we love hiking and discussing our businesses, but at the same time, sometimes it's it would be better if we just kind of hung out and talked about something other than business too. To build on that, the real positive, and we tell people who are getting into real estate investing the same thing, is that we're on the same page. We're going towards the same goal. So it's much more likely that we're going to achieve that goal because we're on the same page, rowing the boat in the same direction, as opposed to so many couples that we talk to where one person is gung-ho about real estate and the other one is like, ah, I'm not really interested or I don't really support what you're doing and therefore you can't spend money for this. And so it's really hard, I think, for couples like that to be successful with real estate investing or really any venture. So for us, just being on the same page and you know the amount of time we invest in this and we love it. So I personally don't mind talking about this on hikes or or to free time because we're really passionate about this. So I think there's a lot of benefits to working together. Yeah, two heads are always better than one. Just our decision-making is so much better because we're both informed and because we're interested and because we're involved. And I can't imagine trying to do this whole business by myself and how many mistakes I would have made that Kenji saved me from and vice versa. All right, for the money question, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? Our best advice is focus on cash flow. So before we got together, Kenji was doing some appreciation plays and land that really obviously didn't have a building on it and had no kind of backup plan. And it was just hoping that the market was going to increase and the value was going to increase. And he really got stuck in the 2008 crash. So we really feel the best way to invest in real estate is to focus on cash flow and make sure that every month you're getting something so that you're never in a situation where you're just negative month after month and you're in trouble. I think for me, it would be, think of real estate investing as not investing, but as a business. And what I mean by that is a lot of people will buy a rental property, it'll cash flow nicely, but then they kind of kind of forget about it. And that's kind of what my parents did. They bought rental properties and just didn't really pay much attention to it. The way I like to think about it is once we purchase the property, that's when we roll up the sleeves and get to work. And what that means is, again, building on the cash flow, we might buy something for a 10% cash on cash return initially. But our goal is to, over time, increase that cash on cash by either increasing revenue, by either tapping into hidden value, raising rents, or decreasing expenses by either eliminating utilities, by building back to our tenants, or figuring out other ways to eliminate expenses. Like we have a couple properties in what's called supported living, which is providing housing for people with intellectual disabilities. 
And when you do that, you eliminate actually multiple expense line items at once. You can eliminate property management. You can eliminate utilities. And you can set it up so you have zero vacancy. So all of a sudden, your cash on cash goes, this one property went from 10% to 40% cash on cash. All right, great advice. Are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Yeah, let's do it. All right, first, a quick word from our sponsor. If you own a rental property, TransUnion Smart Move can help you identify the right renter from the start so you can avoid the problems of non-payment or evictions. Don't put yourself at risk. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. With TransUnion Smart Move, you'll get great reports, great convenience, great tenants. Have you heard about the latest podcast for entrepreneurs called Tough Decisions? Listen to Dan and Danae Hanford as they interview successful people from around the world about tough decisions as entrepreneurs. Visit toughdecisions.net and be sure to subscribe to their free weekly entrepreneurial email. That's toughdecisions.net. Okay, best ever book recently read. We both love the one thing, just the power of focus is so incredible and we've applied it and it's been huge. If your business collapsed today, what would you do next? We've talked about this before and we feel so confident in our knowledge. We would just rebuild it and we would build it faster. We would build it better just because we have the knowledge and skills now to feel confident in our abilities. And if you had to start over with a little or no capital, how would you do that? I think if we wanted to, it kind of depends on which direction we wanted to go, but if we wanted to start out and rebuild what we have with the single families to the small multifamily, we probably just do a bunch of burrs and just be really aggressive about that. And then also maybe even consider house hacking as well. So a combination of those things. If we were going bigger scale, I think we would just do syndications with our network and our audience. We would be able to be in a good position to fundraise for syndications. So that would be something we'd probably go after. Mm-hmm. What is the worst deal you've done? <laughs> Letizia alluded to it, but I had a lot of uh, bad deals. I actually wrote an article about it called The Worst Real Estate Investing Mistakes. So bought a bunch of land in Florida before the last recession in 2008. And so, uh, yeah, basically uh, left holding a bunch of vacant land that I actually ended up holding for about 13 years. And when I sold them, I sold them for less than half the value that I purchased them. And then lastly, what is the best ever place to reach you? So I think the best place to reach us is our website, semiretiredmd.com, but also join one of our Facebook groups. Semi-Retired Professionals is the one for non-physicians. And we have a a separate one for physicians called Semi-Retired Physicians. But if you join those groups, those communities are pretty active and uh, a lot of great discussions focused on building your real estate portfolio. So yeah, please join either of those groups. And we will have that semi-retiredmd.com link in the show notes of this episode. Well, Leticia and Kenji, really appreciate you guys coming on the show today and sharing your advice. We just kind of summarized what we talked about. You provided some details on, on two deals. One of was that sixplex that you 1031 exchanged, bought for 300K, put about 40K into it, and they're cash flowing around 42 to 45K per year. Also, you, you told us about the two duplexes you're building about an hour and a half north. Both those deals were off market, found through investor agents. So we talked about how to get those deals from investor agents, which essentially comes down to networking, which you do via your blog as well. And also it's about providing value to those agents. For your case, it's about bringing customers, clients to them. 
to show your value and then in return you'll get some off-market deals. Also, to be clear with your investment criteria, so what deals you want, and then once those deals are presented to you, actually being decisive and immediately taking action, and you give an example of that as well. We discussed how you help physicians who are either burnt out or still love what they do, but want an additional layer of insurance, and you help them with your blog by teaching them the skills that are required to kind of create that side income. We talked about the benefits and some of the challenges of going into business with your significant other. From your guys' perspective, it sounds like it's mostly positive. You can make business decisions at any time over coffee in the living room. You're both going towards the same goal. You're both on the same page. And of course, two heads are always going to be better than one. If one person makes a mistake, the other person can fix it before the problem grows. The only kind of negative you talked about was it's hard to turn off for you. And then for other couples you work with, you said that if one person is really gung-ho about real estate investing and the other person isn't, that could be an issue. And then lastly, you both provided your best ever advice. One was to focus on cash flow and always make sure you've got some sort of money coming in every single month and try to stay away from speculation and, and appreciation plays. And then also thinking of real estate as a business and don't just buy a property and then forget about it. Instead, buy the property and then actually get to work increasing that cash flow after the acquisition. So again, Kenji and Letizia, thank you for speaking with us today. Really appreciate it. Thanks to everyone who listened. Have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have you heard about the latest podcast for entrepreneurs called Tough Decisions? Listen to Dan and Danae Hanford as they interview successful people from around the world about tough decisions as entrepreneurs. Visit toughdecisions.net and be sure to subscribe to their free weekly entrepreneurial email, That's toughdecisions.net.